James Cook enjoyed a breakout season in 2023. What does the future hold for him and the entire running back room? We're going to break that down today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I am your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Well, folks, it's time to put the running backs under the microscope. We've done this already for the general manager, the coaching staff, the quarterbacks. Next up in our performance review series, is the running backs. And so we're going to have a meaty conversation today about James Cook, but also the other running backs that played for the Bills in 2023, including Ty Johnson and Latavius Murray, Damian Harris, Reggie Gilliam. I want to talk about Naheem Hines. We got a ton to get to here. And then, of course, at the end, we're going to really bring it to a close by talking about what Brandon Bean needs to get done this offseason for the Buffalo Bills running back room. Let's start by examining the overall picture when it comes to the Buffalo Bills running back production. Bills running backs and Bills running backs only compared to only running backs for other teams had 1,688 rushing yards. That was the ninth most in the NFL in 2023. Seventh in, or excuse me, seven rushing touchdowns. That was 22nd in the NFL. So not a ton of rushing touchdowns. We know that Josh Allen had 15 of those. So that's where a lot of those Touchdowns went. Uh, The Bills running backs had 70 catches. That was 21st in the NFL, but 642 receiving yards, which was 10th. So a pretty productive season for this backfield. They were top 10 in receiving yards, top 10 in rushing yards. All right, let's talk about these individual players. And we're going to spend a lot of time here on James Cook, who enjoyed a breakout season in 2023. And I think he's a fascinating player moving forward. So let's break it down. James Cook, 2022 second round pick, number 63 overall. He's 24 years old. He turns 25 in September of 2024, entering year three of a four-year, $5.8 million rookie contract. In 2023, he played in 17 games, was on the field for 55% of the offensive snaps, 237 rushes for 1,122 yards, two rushing touchdowns. That's an average of 4.7 yards per carry. Did have 44 catches on 54 targets, 445 receiving yards, four receiving touchdowns. Let me give you some numbers here in in terms of where they stand out and, and where they rank amongst the entire NFL when it comes to running backs. James Cook, sixth in the entire NFL. And yards from scrimmage with 1,567 yards. That's a that's a lot of production for a Bills running back. Fourth in the entire NFL in rushing yards. Eighth in the entire 
NFL in receiving yards among running backs and 10th in touches, 281 touches during the regular season. So a lot of production, a lot of volume for James Cook. And I think that tells a good story. Now, there's some things here to be concerned about. Let me give you some numbers, and then we'll talk about it. Here's the concerning numbers as it relates to James Cook. Had a 12 point, uh, 12% drop rate. That's way too high. Second highest among running backs with over 50 targets. Number one was Jerome Ford with the Browns at 17%, but 12% drop rate for James Cook. 2.76 yards after contact on average. It's a pretty low number. 24th out of 35 running backs with at least 150 rushes in 2023. You're looking for some more after contact production from James Cook, especially when you consider how much is blocked for him. He had four fumbles. That's the second most among running backs with at least 150 carries. Austin Eckler, number one with five. But here's where I get really concerned, and this is why volume was such a big conversation for me leading into the season. I talked about it a ton. How many touches for James Cook? What's the right amount? And this is going to be pretty enlightening here. From weeks one through 15, James Cook averaged 5.1 yards per carry and 2.97 yards after contact per attempt. You can, you would more than live with those numbers. Those are great numbers. 5.1 yards after, excuse me, 5.1 yards per carry, 2.97 yards after contact per attempt. Week 16 and beyond, that's a five-game sample size, so three regular season, two playoff games. James Cook averaged three and a half yards per carry. So from 5.1 down to 3.5, and his yards after contact went from 2.97 to 2.01. He wore down a bit as the season moved along. So let's talk about it in totality. A great season, right? One of the best running back seasons we've seen for a Buffalo Bill in a long time. Terrific production. I thought he had goodies in-season growth for the most part. I really talked about that throughout our All-22 review conversations where I discussed the vision in the hole and how I thought he strung together moves really, really well, developed good feel. And certainly there was a, a, a good part of that season where the Bills were able to lean on him in games, and he was a big catalyst for this offense. He commanded a lot more volume than I expected, and he earned that. I thought it was it was really cool to see him have that much opportunity and for him to produce like he did. However, the last five games, the, the three regular season, the two playoff games, he definitely slowed down. I think part of that is teams were game planning for him, right? Think about it. That Dallas game was the the last one before the last five, right? So three more after the Dallas game and then two playoff games. I'm sure that Dallas game really put up the antennas for the entire NFL that said, look, if you're not going to like plan for James Cook, he's going to be able to kill you, right? And he certainly did that against Dallas and then not really after that for the next five games. So part of it is certainly that, but I think he also wore down a bit. He was getting what was blocked for him and then not enough after contact production. And then also that's really when the drops became an issue. Three of his seven drops on the season came in the last four games. And so, again, that that volume conversation, maybe it was just too much too fast for James Cook. So as we get to the 2024 outlook for James Cook, I'm expecting a big season for James Cook next year. Year three for him, clearly the guy in the backfield, and he should know what to expect in terms of the touches and opportunities that are going to be there for him 
Plus, he'll have the opportunity to, you know, settle in with Joe Brady and and this style of offense that they want to run and really evolve what he can do. But I want to go back to the volume because this was a huge, a massive ramp up for James Cook compared to where it's been for him throughout his time at Georgia in college and then his rookie season with the Bills. These are his touches by season. In 2018, Georgia, 49 touches. In 2019 at Georgia, 47 touches. 2020 at Georgia, 61 touches. 2021, Georgia, 140 touches. 140, 140 touches. 2022 with the Bills, 110. And then last season, including the playoffs, 325. I mean, that is a massive, massive jump. I think if you take 2018 through 2022, I think it's about 407 total touches. He has 325 in one season last year. And this is a slender build back, right? He's a a tall, narrow build. It's like 5'11", 195, maybe 200 pounds. Not really the type of frame that's engineered for 325 touches. Now, again, to his credit, he produced, and he was durable, and I love that. But that's a heck of a ramp up. That's a massive ramp up. 110 touches the year before to 325. Now, I think that tells a good story. But when you extrapolate those last five games and you see that in none of them, he averaged more than four yards per touch, you realize that maybe you wish you had some more complimentary players to go with him throughout the course of the season so that when you needed him the most, he was a little more fresh than he was. And maybe that Dallas game really, like I said, put up the antennas for the rest of the NFL, and they said, yo, this guy can really beat you. We got to account for him, and we got to play the Bills a little bit differently. That certainly plays into it. But then when you look at that after-contact production and where it dipped, when you look at how the drops really spiked, you know, you can start to think maybe maybe that was a little much for James uh, this season. And um, something to be mindful of moving forward. So look, High expectations for James Cook. He's earned that, right? That's a, that's a privilege to have high expectations. You're a star running back. You're sixth in the NFL in yards from scrimmage in your second season. You play in the same offense with Josh Allen, right? There's high expectations. And I'm going to be interested to see how he meets those expectations. Also looking for ball security to improve. You can't have that many fumbles, right? And the drops, you got to cut those drops in half. I don't expect these guys to be perfect. Don't get me wrong. But we can't be dropping 12% of our targets as a running back. You know, let's get that cut in half. And um, especially those touchdowns, it was like down the stretch for the last six games, it's like James drops a touchdown pass, man. Not even hard catches to make. So the good news is, is that he was awesome, produced a ton, and you still look at it and say, yeah, there's some, there's some meat on the bone, and, and I'm excited for what this can look like moving forward. And so I think there's a lot. There's just a lot there as it relates to James Cook and this uh, breakout sophomore season that he had, and I'm very anxious to see what he looks like moving forward. All right, in just a second, we're going to get to some more running backs. Ty Johnson, Latavius Murray, Damian Harris. We're going to get to them all, so be sure to stick with me. But folks, I'm obsessed with DoorDash. DoorDash is awesome. The convenience is unmatched. We're all busy people, especially in my household, right? We got a four-year-old. She's got dance, gymnastics, swim, stuff going on all the time, and sometimes it's a little challenging to find time to make dinner and get to the grocery store, well, the good news is that DoorDash can handle that for you. They will bring you 
food from your favorite local restaurants right to your front door. They'll bring you groceries right to your front door. You need something from the gas station, they'll bring it to your front door. So check it out. Get yourself some time back. Just go to the DoorDash app and let them handle these things for you. Got a deal here. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change. Terms apply. Again, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change. Terms apply. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, folks, let's talk about the depth of this running back room, and we'll get into you know what these players did in 2023 and what their 2024 outlook is. We'll start with Ty Johnson, a 2023 free agent signing, 26 years old. He turns 27 in September. He has completed his one-year, $1 million contract with the Bills and is set to become a free agent. In 2023, he played in 10 games, was on the field for 14% of the offensive snaps in those 10 games, 25% of the special team snaps, Winds up finishing fourth on the team in rushing yards with 132 yards on 30 carries. That's 4.4 yards per rush. Seven catches uh, for 62 yards and a touchdown. He also had 15 carries for 66 yards and one catch for 14 yards in the playoffs. As far as his 2023 review, from week 12 on, he provided nice depth for this offense. I really like what he offered as both a runner and a receiver. He had some very successful short yardage carries. He gives the team some speed, can play a little bit on special teams. I think Ty Johnson is a quality RB3, a quality depth player in the NFL that can do a lot of things for you, and the limitations aren't severe, right? He can run between the tackles. He was very good at that crack toss play, running outside, can catch it, special teams, pass pro, very nice depth player. So in terms of his 2024 outlook, I'd love for him to be back and in competition for a depth role. He's going to be cheap, inexperienced, and provides value. I think he's a quality depth player. And I don't know what type of demand's going to be out there for him. The Bills signed him like right up against camp. He didn't make the roster. He winds up, you know, spending a good portion of the season on the practice squad. And then eventually he gets an opportunity. And from like week 12 on, like we discussed, became a, a good depth player for this football team. So I'd love to have him back in the mix to compete for that RB3 role once again. Latavius Murray, 2023 free agent signing, 34 years old. Uh, he actually just turned 34 in January, so he turns 35 next January. He completed his one-year $1.3 million deal and is set to become a free agent. In 2023, Latavius Murray played in 16 games, and in those 16 games, on the field for 32% of the offensive snaps, zero special team snaps, accumulated 79 carries, 300 rushing yards, four touchdowns rushing. 
That's 3.8 yards per carry, 17 catches for 119 yards on 22 targets. And here's the thing on Latavius Murray. We all know he wore down, right, towards the scenes, as the season moved along. He wound up having only one carry over the last five games of the season. So the last three regular season games, the two playoff games, one carry, right? I think everybody kind of picked up on this, that in terms of touching the football, he really wore down. So as we get into the 2023 review, I thought he was a nice veteran presence through the first three-fourths of the season, and I thought he filled an important role. I think he was really, really critical for for James Cook and really helped jumpstart him. There were times where James Cook would get the first series of the game, and you could tell he wasn't running with conviction. The pads were high, didn't have that lean, right, was kind of twinkle toes a little bit. Then they'd bring in Latavius Murray, and he would run with some convictions, and then all of a sudden James Cook comes back in, and he's running the way that he needs to run the football. I think that veteran presence for James Cook was really important, right? We're never going to sit here and say that, you know, Latavius Murray is responsible for what James Cook did in year two, but I think he was important for being that veteran in the room and and sometimes leading by example uh, for James Cook and, and really sparking him in, in several games, particularly early on in the season. And then, of course, Latavius Murray winds up hitting a wall as a few games down the stretch where he's inactive. They're, they're bringing in Leonard Fournette off the practice squad to take some carries and, and, and try to provide a spark because he just you could tell he was just out of gas. And so he did provide some value throughout the course of the season and even late with pass protection. That's always going to be an underappreciated part of what Latavius Murray did, right? I think I think he lost a lot of people down the stretch in terms of him playing and, and touching the football, but he still was the team's best pass blocker at running back. And that's a very important role, um, especially if you think about Joe Brady. You know, he's he's the guy that loves five and six man protections. And so that puts some stress on your backfield to be able to to help in pass pro. And so the Bills, you know, I think they got good value out of Latavius Murray in that regard, even when he wasn't a factor touching the football down the stretch. But as for Latavius Murray's 2024 outlook, I think he should probably retire. I wouldn't bring him back. And, and I think he's a good veteran leader. I respect the hell out of the career that he had, but I'd, I wouldn't have him as part of my mix in 2024. Let's get to Damian Harris, a 2022 free agent signing, 26 years old. He turns 27 very soon, February 11th. Happy birthday to Damian Harris. He completed his one-year $1.7 million deal and is set to become a free agent. In 2023, he played in six games, and in those six games, he was on the field for 15% of the offensive snaps, 24% of the special team snaps, totaled 23 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown, had two catches for 16 yards. As for his 2023 review, I think he's a decent veteran depth running back. Very likable skill set, and actually a skill set that I thought was missing from the Bills' backfield down the stretch in terms of that physical between the tackles uh, running that they needed. Unfortunately, he winds up having a season-ending neck injury, and he had a knee injury earlier in the season, and he's had knee stuff for the last several seasons. Durability has just been a problem for Damian Harris. For his career now, five seasons, he's had the potential to play in 83 games. And he's missed 39 of them. So he's missed 47% of the possible games for his career. And what does Bill Belichick say? 
and I believe in this, your best ability is your availability. You cannot help a football team if you're not available. And Damian Harris has just proven to be a good football player when he's on the field, but he's just not on the field enough. Again, missing 47% of the possible regular season games for his career. So for the 2024 outlook as it relates to Damian Harris, I think he's a nice depth player, but his durability just isn't there. If he plays next season, I'd let someone else take that gamble because I just don't think you can rely on him to be available with any level of consistency to really maximize the skill set that he does offer. I think he's a good football player. Durability just has not been there. All right, folks, we're going to get to Naheem Hines and Reggie Gilliam. In addition to what Brandon Bean needs to do at running back this offseason, that's all coming up, so be sure to stick with me. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Folks, if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. My favorite thing about the Super Bowl is the game. Everyone talks about the commercials, the halftime, all, all of that. I just want to watch high-stakes football. You know, look, someone's going to be a world champion. The stakes cannot be higher. I love that component of it. And look, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. And look, check this out. New customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, we got a couple more players to get to, and then I want to really bring this to a close and talk about what we need to add to Brandon Bean's checklist. That's what we're doing here. We're evaluating what this team has to figure out what they need, and we're building Brandon Bean's checklist. So let's get to Naheem Hines here. This is an interesting situation. Uh, he was acquired through a trade uh, in, during the 2022 season. It was Zach Moss and a fifth-round pick for Naheem Hines. He's 27 years old. He turns 28 in November. He's entering year two of his two-year $9 million contract. And, of course, he didn't play. Didn't play at all in 2023. He had oh, a torn ACL due to a jet ski accident. Just a very, very unfortunate situation there. Now, here's the deal with Naheem Hines. There's nothing to say about his production in 2023 or his review. He, he didn't play. Something has to happen with this contract. Because right now, as it stands for 2024, Naheem Hines has a, he counts $5.48 million against the Bills' salary cap. We can't live in that world. They can release Naheem Hines and save $4.98 million in cap space and accumulate only $500,000 in dead cap. So you basically free up 5 million by moving on from Naheem Hines. So something has to happen here. And I think there's a really nice opportunity for the bills to say, look, you're not going to get $5 million from us or anybody this coming season. No, nobody's paying Naheem Hines that coming off of a torn ACL. So you could cut him, and he can go try to find that deal. I don't think he's going to find it. I think you say to Naheem Hines, we'd love to have you back. Here's one year, $2 million. So not only do you keep Naheem Hines and give him the opportunity to help your football team next year, but you also reduce your, your, your cap hit there. You, you just can't 
you, under these circumstances with where the bills are cap wise, you can't, he can't count $5.5 million against the cap. It just can't happen. And we don't know exactly what they wound up doing with the contract last year, but from what I could tell it, it looks like he made his full salary. And again, don't I, not, I don't, I can't say that with hundred percent certainty, but maybe that's part of this good faith conversation. It's like, Hey, you can, here's all your money in 2023, but we got, you got to come back next year for a reduced amount. And maybe that would just make a lot of sense for everybody. So as far as his 2024 outlook goes, it's going to come down to the contract. You can't have him back for five and a half million against the cap, but I'd like for him to be back for what he can mean to the, for the return game. It's both the punt returner and a kick returner. And then of course the pass catching explosive running back that he's been in the NFL. It'd be nice to have that. Can't have it for five and a half million against the cap, especially with how this contract is structured and how flexible it is for the team. I think they have to do that. Let's get to Reggie Gilliam, and then we'll get to the overview. Reggie Gilliam, the Bills fullback, a 2020 undrafted free agent, 26 years old. He turns 27 in August, entering year two of his two-year $4.6 million deal. The Bills could actually cut Reggie Gilliam, uh, and they would free up $1.9 million and accumulate $333,000 in dead cap. I'm not sure the, the Bills will do that, but I like to point out these different opportunities as you're aware that the bills are over the cap and they have to become cap compliant. These are the different levers that they can pull to get there. 2023 for Reggie Gilliam, uh, 17 games was on the field for 9% of the offensive snaps. So 99 total offensive snaps for Reggie Gilliam. He did play 85% of the special team snaps. Uh, his production, he had one catch for three yards, did not rush the football. So as for his 2023 review, you know, he's playing about six snaps per game on offense. And I think he does a good job. I, I watched the All-22, obviously. I think he's a very good blocker. And that's why, that's why he exists. When the Bills want to go with a fullback, he is a, a very good blocker. He does a nice job. It's just a small role, six snaps. However, he played the most special team snaps of any player. Had over 400 special team snaps. That, that's the most on the team. So as far as his 2024 outlook... It's probably more of the same. I would like him to clean up some missed tackles. He had four missed tackles on special teams, which were the most on the team. But I, like I said, I think he does a good job as a blocker, even if that's a pretty small role. I think he's an overall good fullback. I'm just curious to see if there's a little bit more on his plate next year, if the Bills want to lean into some more big personnel packages. And look, they did. They did that with David Edwards and playing two and three tight ends a lot of times. It wasn't necessarily in the form of that second back. But I think if they want to expand their offense to include that, they've got a nice fullback already in the mix that can do it in addition to playing uh, meaningful snaps on special teams. So here's the overview part. What do the Bills have? What do they need? Well, they have under contract right now for next season, James Cook, who that's your lead running back. No questions asked. Naheem Hines is under contract, but something's got to happen with that contract, right? Reggie Gilliam is under contract. And then Darrington Evans signed a futures deal with the team. You probably remember him from last preseason and training camp. He was part of the mix, uh, bounced around to a bunch of teams this year, and now uh, the Bills brought him back on a futures deal. So he'll be back in the mix for camp in the offseason. We'll see what type of improvements are there and if he can you know, make a case for a practice squad role or something like that. But what do they need? They need some meaningful depth here. They need that comp. They need a meaningful complement to James Cook. 
somebody that can do the things that James Cook doesn't bring to the table. Short yardage between the tackles running. Physicality, right? A physical presence. So you want to get to kind of a a guy that can can grind it out and and get tough yards. You need that player. And somebody that can help in pass protection, right? That's a big piece of what Latavius Murray gave this team that's no longer, you know, in the mix. So you need that meaningful compliment. Something like maybe a mid-round draft pick. Maybe there's some veterans out there. Look, low-cost veterans. We're talking less than $2 million a season type deals. So they're going to need to beef up the depth here. And it'd be nice to find a meaningful compliment to James Cook, where I'm advocating for James Cook to be the feature back. But can you offset that with a more consistent presence, right? Because it was Latavius Murray, a little bit of Damian Harris, became Ty Johnson. Can you really get a, a, I wouldn't call it a 1A, 1B, but can you get a a legitimate number two? I think you got to find that. And I, I think you can find that in the middle rounds of any draft. So it's the good news is it's not a hard thing to find. I'd be in favor of bringing back Ty Johnson to be in that mix. I would move on from Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. And then you got to figure out Naheem Hines' contract. So the big thing here that you got to figure out if you're Brandon Bean is the depth. Find yourself that nice compliment to Cook. Figure out what you want to do with Ty Johnson. Let Hines, or excuse me, let Murray and Harris walk and figure out what to do with Naheem Hines' contract. You should have a nice opportunity there. So there you have it. The performance review completed now on the Buffalo Bills running backs. Uh, Hopefully by the end of the week, we're done with the offense. We got tight ends, wide receiver, and offensive line to do this week. Of course, herd mentality. Any breaking news that comes our way, we'll get to it all here on the podcast. So don't miss anything. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Be sure that you're subscribed. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.